biggest takeaway for your audience today is that we got really good at agriculture starting 100 years ago, and it's an industry we've been doing for 10,000 years. So for one-tenth of that time, we actually started getting really good at it by all the vast amount of changes and innovation that happened in the last 100 years of 10,000-years-old uh, agriculture. We're going to see that much change and innovation again in the next 5 to 10 years as we've seen in the last 100. Hey everybody, Chris Barron here again at the AgView Executive Business Conference. We just got done listening to an excellent conversation with Damian Mason, uh, the author of Do Business Better. And also we have with us right now, Ryan Moe, who's on with us a lot on the marketing outlook. So how's it going, Ryan? It's going pretty good. It's a lot better down here in Arizona than up in Minneapolis. Yeah. So it's just you know, not today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I'm going to do is actually have you um, throw Damien some questions. You know Damien really well and, and uh, have had a good a good uh, relationship with him and can probably pick on him about as good as I can. So um, we'll go ahead and Damien, uh, go ahead and give us a, what you talked about. You know, what are some of the high points of what you talked about? And then and we'll let Ryan pick on you a little too. Got it. Well, today I was really happy to be here for AgView uh, Solutions. Uh, executive business conference for your farmers. Uh, pretty obvious, some uh, larger scale, forward-looking, success-minded, but business-oriented farm operators. You know, this is a business that we've always concentrated on production, 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 production. And I wanted to bring a lot of the business side of it and also future outlook for this business. These are the kind of people I can tell, Chris, in this room that they're talking about what's going to happen one year, five year, 10 years, or even 25 years with their enterprises. And so I try to make sure that we're talking about what's going to happen in one, five, and 25 year increments in our business. And of course, you can say, well, uh, plotting out the future, you know, come on, man, that's like uh, genie stuff. That's uh, tarot cards and uh, crystal <laughs> balls. But uh, what I try to do and what you saw, I say, all right, here's my, my observation, then here's my point of view perspective and prediction, and then here's why I can tell you that. And I don't mind if you disagree, but here's the data. So that's uh, what we walked through today was a, f a fair amount of data, a few numbers, and observation that uh, then the person's like, you know, I never really thought about that. And and uh, I'm not sure that I'm not sure Damien's wrong. So I think we got some of that today. Uh, what you said there, as you said, what uh, the pre presentation was, we said we're going to talk about the Asians impacting agriculture, and Asians meaning words that end in Asian population. We spend a lot of time on that because uh, we have a business that has been predicated entirely, not just our lifetime, but since the inception of agriculture. We've got to feed more mouths. We're going to have more people to feed. And I talked about some of the realities of what population looks like. Talked about immigration. Talked about regulation um, on the immigration front. Uh, I, I predict a time when we're going to actually really need more immigrants um, uh, to do the work that we're talking about, and at, th at times going to be sooner versus later. So we talk about uh, population, immigration, regulation, which uh, I think we're going to move into a regulatory environment that's going to be prohibitive and already is prohibitive. It's going to probably become increasingly prohibitive. Then there's the inflation issue. We talked about, for instance, like some meat prices and what that does to the consumer uh, as it pertains to um for instance, regulation, when I said we're talking about an issue now where we're going to, from a regulatory policy standpoint, continue to make it more difficult on a consumer who, according to my research, is getting about a 3.9% pay increase while everything around them is going up by double that or more. Yeah, we're seeing inflation, at least with our clients, closer to 
you know, 19 to 20%. It's kind of what we're seeing with Ryan. Any, I guess any. the other things that we said was Asians. I'm trying to think here what else uh, we <laughs> talked about. We talked about uh, inflation and we talked about, and we talked about the, our nation and we talked about what the, what this looks like, what we look like as a global player. And I think that's a bigger thing that we come to these ag meetings. We talk about uh, productivity and we talked about how to, you know, nutrients and all those kinds of things, but there's some bigger picture here stuff about where ag is uh, as American agriculture and where America is globally in terms of uh, the the status of the world in the year 2022. Questions, Ryan? Um, the term regulation is something I've not heard before. Because I made it up and I wrote an article about it last <laughs> month. But I think it's my favorite word of 2022. You know what? I think yeah. it's something that needs to get more press. I think people need to understand what, the, what it means to them because this is something that's very serious, not just for the agricultural community, but for everybody, whether you're in a small town, whether you're in the suburbs, major metropolitan area, regulation is very real, and it needs to be something that is you know, more heavily thought out, I think. Well, by the way, I appreciate you saying that. I wrote the article, I pinned it last month. Uh, Fox News or Business News did uh, do excerpts about that, so I'm trying my best to get more press about it, and I shared it around social media. The other thing I should tell you is I bought the I bought regulation.com. But, um, yeah, the concept of regulation came to me when someone was asking me, like, you're an ag guy, you're an ag guy, you know, what's what's happening? About, and they were concerned about some of these escalating food prices. I said, I said, right now it's worker shortage. I said, but remember, a lot of this comes back to regulatory environment. And I said, when you start talking about a regulatory environment that uh, makes it more expensive to hire people, makes it more expensive to do things, you just said as it pertains to food. Environmental things and the and the push for green, green, green is going to make food production more prohibitive from a regulatory environment. Um, we're talking about worker than standards, et cetera, which are fine. You know, this has been going on since Upton Sinclair published The Jungle a hundred and some years ago with the Chicago meat slaughter mm -hmm. business. We've been seeing this for a while. But what I think, Chris and Ryan, we're going to see more of is the rampant nature of it when you've already got 12 to 24% bumps on protein prices at the meat counter, then, then uh, you say, well, this is just probably a one-time thing. Those workers aren't going to come back to the meat plant as long as there's a generous social safety net. Is that really regulatory? Well, it certainly is policy. I think it's here. I think we're here for a while. And you can even talk about another thing that affects the consumer. And you're saying, does this matter to agriculture? When a regulation says we're going to have only electric cars by the year 2030, it just regulated in the end of your 18-year-old Ford Taurus. So what's that do? It, ad it adds inflationary pressure to car purchases. But I think it's positioning ourselves as an agricultural sector so that regulation doesn't just have a totally negative impact it's it's about positioning around that term and what it's going to mean it's going to hurt but it doesn't have to hurt as bad if you just ignore it well as we also talked about here there's been times that agriculture production agriculture has benefited through a regulatory environment um you know there was a regulatory environment that pushed the renewable fuel standards there's been a <laughs> regulatory environment about uh, uh you know that's the biggest, of course, uh, environmental stuff where all of a sudden we saved money by going to lesser priced inputs that we mm -hmm. maybe wouldn't have. We went stuck with adrazine until until we all died of cancer. I mean, there's, there's <laughs> things there's things that from a regulatory environment have actually made us better. Mm -hmm. So we don't have a lot of time here today, but getting more and more in depth with the demographic situation in China with the shrinking population and what that possibly means to farmers in America is something that we could spend hours talking about. We don't have a lot of time today, but I do hope you guys cover that in a future podcast here for both of your 
Yeah, I'd be happy to come we and should. talk about that. And let's face it, it's real simple. Um, China came on full bore as a ag customer for the United States of America roughly two decades ago, right? Well, mm-hmm. 20 years yeah. ago. And then it became remarkable. Then you couldn't go to an ag meeting. You couldn't sit and talk to an ag person where it wasn't all about China, 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 China. And there's a tough part about this. You know what it did? It was really good for China because they fed their people that as recently as the 1950s were starving. You know, the whole great leap forward where 50 to 150 million Chinese people were essentially starved to death by some communist dictates and uh, the, the great leap forward was anything but. So it's very good for the humans that were fed better. It's very good for their country because it fostered, fostered and fed their economic development. It's good for American agriculture, but there's a concern. It gave us license to do what we love to do. Go out and grow more soybeans. Go out and grow, hey, hey, don't worry about anything, just go grow more soybeans. And it kind of then played into that thing of, well, don't worry about anything, just go out there and grow more soybeans. And there was time we should have been a little bit worried about it because there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of political strife and turmoil and things that we overlooked because they allowed us just to do what we love to do. Go grow soybeans and go make more pork. Awesome. Hey, um, we are getting getting tight on time. I want to ask the, the last question here to you, if I can, and that's um, from a takeaway perspective, you know, with this group we've got here at the executive conference, um, what what's the key takeaway? What would you, how would you wrap this up? For me? Yep. For my thing, I said that I believe American agriculture is going to change more in the next five, we'll see more in the next five to 10 years than we've seen in the previous 100. And that's substantial because as recently as 100 and some years ago, 100, 110 years ago, we switched from horses and ox to tractors. We brought in chemicals like 2,4-D post-World War II. We... Uh, went from plowing and cultivating to where we invented the great, the, the great, you know, the, during the Great Depression, we had the Dust Bowl. We did some really remarkable things where we corrected through all those things and grew our food productivity per acre by five to seven times. We're going to see maybe that much change in the next five to ten years. Uh, as I think we've seen in the last 100. I talked about things like autonomous machinery and some of the biologicals. We didn't get into that. I think we're going to see as much in the next 5 to 10. And then obviously there's some of the other strife. We will be forced to automate because of the immigra- because of the lack of labor. Mm-hmm. And the whole environmental play along with that as well, right? Necessity is the mother of invention. So we're going to yep. see a tremendous amount of innovation out of necessity in the next 5 to 10. Sounds good. Ryan? Uh, thank you very much. Any, la- any last comments or are you good? Yeah, I would, to echo da- Damien's comments there, Moore's Law is very real and it's coming mm-hmm. into ag and get on the right side of the hockey stick because yeah. this hockey stick growth is coming. <clears throat> so be on the right yeah. side of it, meeting with people down here like we're meeting with, that's extremely valuable because then you start thinking outside of your current little box wherever that little box happens to be. We, we made sure we shook them up today. There's some. Yeah. There's a few things they haven't ever actually really uh, heard of the ag conference before. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't see from my vantage point, but I don't think anybody cried, did they? No, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't make anybody cry. That's good, though. Thank you for that. So, good stuff. Really awesome, good stuff. Awesome. Hey, uh, Ryan, uh, appreciate you being here. Ryan Stonex, uh, appreciate you helping us on the podcasts and stuff, too. And uh, appreciate Damien, the you bet. Thank you. And Damien, thank you very much. Uh, outstanding presentation. It was really good. And, and uh, you know, awesome author of the book do business better so um i always advertise that for you damien because 
I think that's a great book. Everybody, if you haven't read it, I think you need to, to get on it. And also, what's your what's your podcast if, if people? The Business of Agriculture. Just go to DamianMason.com, and you can grab all my stuff there. You can see all my stuff and access all of the videos and the YouTubes and the and the, the podcasts, et cetera. So go to DamianMason.com. Awesome. That sounds good. Hey, thanks, guys. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will keep you updated here from the Executive Business Conference for the AgView Solutions team. We'll catch you again soon. Thanks.